in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome in to the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat with us each and every day. Get those live alerts every time we go live. It was a, uh, you know, you, if you missed it yesterday, mullet and the dude. It's a pretty good show. Uh, somebody had a uh, sarcastic remark about we were the first ones to break that Mark Davis had a bad haircut. I never said I was the first. But until you fix it, I'm going to keep making jokes about oh, absolutely. it because it's funny. Absolutely. No reason uh, not to. You get the live alerts every time uh, the cameras go on here in the Ingalls studio for Mullet and the Dude or the Mullet Man and the Candidan or for the Fantasy Game Time Decisions show every Sunday morning. And we'll be early again this week because of the international game. 8.30 start time. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. But isn't it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Because it's football season. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Could be worse. I mean, we could do like a baseball show. Uh, No, thank you. I mean, I'm the the baseball guy. Anybody else glad that Aaron Judge finally hit that irrelevant home run? (laughs) Am I the only one that watches that guy? First of all, don't wear a glove to a stadium. That's like wearing a jersey to work. Don't do that. Depends on where you're sitting you never you never take a glove to a baseball stadium all right if you're gonna catch a ball you barehanded or you do nothing at all oh wow all right it's like wearing a fanny pack to a bar all right the second i see you i go well you 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 you're not what you think you are uh because that's sad but if you're you're sitting in those close outfield seats i mean sometimes uh, you you don't wear gloves you can have a nice Mm -mm. little game of catch with the guys before the game starts nope yeah Nope. There's an excuse. I mean, with the way that attendance is going in baseball, they might let you play right field if you show up with a glove. But am I the only one that sees the guy that caught that ball and I want nothing more than for him to, I don't know, run it through a wood chipper? No. Everything I've heard is this guy has got a just buku of money. Just run it through a wood chipper and you will become my new favorite person on the planet. Because it's the live most streaming thing. Ever. I'll bring you a camera. We got enough of them. Like the Steve Bartman ball. Just blow it up. Just set it on fire and laugh and laugh and laugh. Nope. I'm cashing that in for way too much money because there's some idiot out there who actually believes that that's hey, the look, record. I have the seventh most home runs hit ball. What is that worth? $9. Yeah. I'll give you the $9 for it right now. Not a damn thing. But you know there's some guy out there that's going to pay uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not over a million dollars for that ball, because this is the real record. Uh, we, we we got a story later in the show about something that people would have paid a lot of money for. Not so much now. Thanks, New England Patriots. Yeah. Well, that'll be coming up in just a bit outside. Uh, later on in the program, it is uh, a Thursday afternoon, so... 
Uh, you know, we're going to talk some college football. We got the NFL going on. We got NFL football tonight. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Uh, y- y- this game looked a lot more palatable about three weeks ago. Oh yeah. Have you looked at the schedule for these Prime games? No. Ugh. Jeff Bezos, you feel like you're getting your money's worth right now. You get <laughs> this, this version this about- of Eye Bleach. Uh, next week, you get the Commanders and the Bears. Woo, buddy. Yeah. Saints, Cardinals. That'll be a barn burner. You did get Ravens, Bucks in week eight. There you go. We've always felt this way about the Thursday night schedule, though. It seems like every year, the Thursday night schedule is just mostly dog water, and there's three or four games that are pretty good. But Amazon's still going to spend that billion dollars to get it. And it's worth it. Because it's worth it. It's worth it because we'll all watch it. You know why? Because it's football and it's on television. True. True. Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos tonight where the best running back available is going to be... Mike Boone. Yeah. All right. No relation to Daniel Boone. Melvin Gordon not playing tonight? If he does, it won't be well. Yeah, that's true. He forgot the basic tenet of running a football in the NFL. You have to hold on to it. Philip Lindsay revenge oh, narrative story. God. Yeah, it's a revenge game. You do love a a good narrative. <laughs> I mean, it's I give you credit. One, You're trying to find th- reasons to the watch only, this. The only reason I could think to actually watch this game, like these two teams are awful, offensively specifically. Yeah, and there's going to be no Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. And, of course, Javante Williams went out with a knee injury last week, so they they don't have their running game. That offense has been awful anyway for the Denver Broncos. This is one of those times I'll give my pick out for this game at the end of the next hour because I have an I'm mad that it, it takes at the last Yeah, segment. he just can't hold on I to it. I can't help it. I'm angry, and, and I want to voice it. I feel like this line is daring me to to do that thing that I always do which is follow the public narrative and do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. The public is overwhelmingly on Denver. And I want to find a reason to take Indianapolis. I just cannot come up with one. There's not one. There's not one. You got no Jonathan Taylor. You got no Shaq Leonard. You got Matt Ryan out there. Who's Anybody else think he should change his name back to Darius Leonard? He seems to get hurt a lot as, as Shaquille that's fine. We'll call you whatever you want to be called, but you've been injured a lot as, as Shaquille Leonard. Right. This is just a very listless game. It is. It is a very listless game. We'll get into more of that in just a second. Um, of course, coming up on the rest of the program today, we're going to talk about teams that need wins. Who needs a win in the NFL this week? Who needs a win in the college ranks? we got a very weird story about SMU that we will get into in the 4 o'clock hour right after we talk to Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, who will uh, spend a Tar Heel time with us this afternoon. We'll get the update on him on, uh, obviously, the Virginia Tech game last week. Looking forward to the Miami game this week. And we got basketball starting. So we'll talk to him about the uh, festivities coming up uh, at the Dean Dome tomorrow night. I was going to say on Friday night, but that is tomorrow because that's how the days of the week go. Daily draft coming up at the top of the third hour of the program. We're going to do rookies of the year today. This is a much more wide open thing than than Vegas seems to understand. 
And the reason we wanted to do this, there are great places to make monies, and Vegas doesn't seem to be getting that. I think the futures guy took a, uh, a little vacation because there are numbers that are insane to me. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up at the top of the third hour of the program right here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Colts and the Broncos. So what's the most interesting part of tonight's game? That somebody actually has to score before this will end. Somebody I mean, has not, to be in an end zone before this game ends. Not necessarily. Yeah, necessarily. We could have the over under is forty two. The over under is forty two, and I feel like it's just daring me to go on the other side. On the under? Oh, I, I mean, I'm taking I, the under is the public narrative. Uh, yeah, the under and the Broncos minus the three. Yeah. And you know how these Thursday night games go. If you follow the public, you'll be broke with them. Yeah, but Thursday night games are usually low scoring. Uh, usually. and Except when they're not. And if you look at the history of times that this game has hit the over, it's been the times that you never thought it would. Mm. Two bad listless teams, somehow they forget to play defense and find an offense midweek. To be able to find an offense, though, you got to have offense players. Now, we know that Denver does. We know Denver's got Russ, and he's got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and, you know, KJ Hamler. He's still out there doing stuff, I guess. But then Indianapolis, I mean, you got listless Matt Ryan who cannot hang on to the football. He's he looks 70. Nine times in the first few games it's of the season. It's very Carson Wincy. Yeah. And end of message repeat the line that's it on offense they got matt ryan that's it michael, well, michael pittman, pittman. Eh, you got michael Pittman, who unfortunately gets patrick sertan which is probably not going to be a lot of fun exactly and that's just the way i look at this entire game is it, even even when there are rays of sunshine there's a there's a, a poo in it i like the weapons in denver the offense is completely completely listless mm-hmm. but in the the narrative of what we're talking about today, who needs a win? Who needs this game more? Both of them. Can I take both of them? No, that, that that's not an actual acceptable answer. And I have a definitive. I mean, it's the Indianapolis Colts for me. And I agree. I, I think Frank Reich is getting more and more and more at risk. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, Jim Irsay is not a normal owner in the NFL. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. He has a lot of, uh, I, I heard this put the funniest way I think I've ever heard it the other day, and I can't remember what it was. He has a fro- he, He's a fan of the Frosted Donut, let's put it that way. A fan of the Frosted Donut. Yep, you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. He's a bit of a crazy person. Okay. And he doesn't like to lose. This is a very gettable division. My argument here is, Denver, I don't care if you win this game or not. You can be 3-2 and two with three wins over bad teams. It's not going to change anything mm-hmm. for me. Indianapolis can still win their division. Yes. Broncos have no shot. I've, I've already written off the Broncos, and they're a game ahead of Indianapolis. And that just goes to your circumstance. Mm-hmm. But now if Indianapolis were to come out of this game with a win, you're 2-2-1, two, two, and one, and you're looking around in your division going, who am I legitimately scared of? Who am I actually worried about? I mean, yeah, Jacksonville's good. Jacksonville's young. Mm-hmm. They're very talented. And would you be shocked if they piddled in their pants and went seven and nine? No. 
or seven and ten. No, eight and nine, somewhere in that realm. Tennessee Titans, you should be scared of them. But why? Why should you be scared of them? Because they're a well-coached team that can run the football. So you're just so you're scared of them games. just because you're scared of them. Okay. Yeah. Very like, covety. <clears throat> Sorry. No politics. It's in the new open. I have to abide by that. Well-coached team that can run the football and win nasty games. They're not going to win shootout games, but they'll win enough. They'll win enough to win this division if nobody else does. If you had to pick a division in the NFL where nobody wins 10 games, why is it the AFC South? There's not another one. There's not another one in the entire league. True. So to me, the Colts look at this with the most – they're the most gettable. Mm Mm-hmm. That also gives you the most leeway. Indianapolis can win this game, and all of the sudden, everything's hunky-dunky. Oh, you'll have back-to-back wins. You'll have turned it around from the 0-2 start. Look, we can win without Jonathan Taylor. There are a lot of positives to take away from this. It could save Frank Reich his job. See, that's that's the one I'm looking at going, Frank Reich needs this more than anybody. If they lose this game, does he get fired? I don't know about immediately. With but every other team in the NFL, I shouldn't say every other team because there are several teams with the lunatic owners. With the vast majority of other teams, I would say, ah, you're still one and three. You're only a game and a half out in the division. It's not mm-hmm. time to panic. Would Jim Ear say? No doubt. Possibly. No doubt. You get embarrassed tonight mm-hmm. against a team that's been very listless. Oh, if they get impaired, like if they get blown out like 35 to 7, then yeah, I could see Frank Reich being unemployed by tomorrow morning. And this is a long week with the layoff. But if they lose this game on the road at Denver, it it's close, it's competitive. Maybe not, but then you come out next week and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars for the second time in four weeks? Yes. See, to me, this, Denver would be a worse loss than Jacksonville. Yeah, but it would be the culmination. It would be the culmination of all of this. Then you will have had a, uh, what would they be, uh, one, four, and one at that point. Then Jim Irsay loses his mind. And, and well, I mean, to me, then gone. your season's over. At one, four, and one, with what they have remaining on the schedule, you're done anyway. Mm-hmm. I do think they could come out of this with a loss. They have two ready-made replacements on the staff. People forget John Fox is on this staff. So is Gus Bradley. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're good options. They're better options than most teams have. They're uh, Yeah. They're options like the Carolina Panthers have. Are they good options? Well, they're better options than the Carolina Panthers have, but they're not Steve great options. Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo. And Ben McAdoo. Woo! Man, I'd love to see the suit he wore to that initial press conference. I'm the head coach now. Why did you buy that off the rack? Saw that headline earlier today. If if Matt Rule were to be fired after this week, it would hand they would hand it over to Steve Wilkes. Oh, there's no doubt. Awesome. That's how that would have to go. Awesome. I would just wish it would be Ben McAdoo. Introductory press conference where he looks like he's wearing his dad's suit. <laughs> like, look, the arms are too long. I can't, I can't see my hands anymore. <laughs> He has to buy him big because he's planning to grow into him. <laughs> he's doing a good job of that so far. Ben McAdoo is about three powdered donuts away from looking like Tank Spencer looked before oh. PhD weight loss. How do we think this game is going to turn out, though, tonight? 
We'll discuss it up next right here on ESPN Asheville. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Thursday night football tonight. It's the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. They, I mean, before the season started, this was one that you would have highlighted. You oh, this, went, looked oh like, my God. this looked like one of the bangers on the uh, Thursday night schedule. Yeah, this would have been a great game. Jonathan Taylor running up and down the field. Russ Wilson cooking. Not so much anymore. Dry cereal and hot dogs. Ooh. Do you know what the prop is on passing yards? It's the same number for both quarterbacks. In an NFL game between what was supposed to be two good teams. Over under 170 yards? You are god-awful. Justin Fields gets better than that. Does he really? Uh, well, okay. Baker Mayfield gets better than that. <laughs> it's 230 and a half. Under. I, I'm not sure that I don't agree with you. I can see a path where neither one of these teams throw for much over 200 yards. I, I do think Mike Boone is a fun play because nobody seems to realize how little Nathaniel Hackett actually trusts Melvin Gordon. And that was before Javante got hurt. After, it became even more obvious. Mike Boone, anytime touchdown score, like 1,700 tonight. There you yeah, go. Yeah, maybe. 1,700. Yeah, I mean, that's a, uh, maybe might be one that I have few places. You probably should. But this is just a, this is one of those games that it's hard to get behind why you watch it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do because it's the NFL, but it's, it, it, there's nothing about this that's really intriguing. If, if, what I'm most looking forward to tonight, who are you putting on the marquee for Indianapolis? All right, so you do the thing where you show the three players, and we seemingly do this on every network now. Who are they in Indianapolis? Quentin Nelson. Oh, end of message. Repeat Lord. the line. We have a guard. He's the and a defensive tackle. He's the best player on the team, and maybe a kicker. Woo. I mean, I figure it'll be Matt Ryan. It'll they'll put Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson up there because 
I mean, they're the quarterbacks. If Indianapolis wins this game, how do you do it? Because I do think there's a path. Naheem Hines. I think it's Naheem Hines' time. I don't disagree with you. You have to you you have to take a, the the you have to take the opportunity of getting him going in the passing game. If you're Indianapolis at this point, you have to be using any form of weapon that you have. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Naheem Hines may be the second best talent that they have with the ball in his hand on this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Michael Pittman one, two, and four. When but I no do Jonathan think Taylor, yeah. But I do think yeah, I'm talking about tonight exclusively. Right, right. But I do think you have to get it to Naheem Hines. Hope Philip Lindsay can give you something and grind it out. If you tell me either team in this game, I heard it. It was opined that it's first one of 21 wins. That is a weird way to say 14, but okay. Mm-hmm. If you told me either of these teams scored more than 24 points, I'm 99.9% sure it's Denver. Agreed. I just don't see Indianapolis being able to prolifically move the ball down the field. I mean, I get that the Denver defense, they may not be one of the best in the league, but they're still pretty good. They're still pretty good. They'll be able to limit the opportunities that Indianapolis has to move the ball. Randy Gregory going on IR didn't really help anything. Uh, Jonathan Welch in our YouTube comments said Jelani Woods time. Yeah, but for some reason they can't figure out that they have to throw it to him more than twice a game. He's the only well, matchup nightmare they have on the entire team. I say, well, when you're scoring touchdowns every time you touch the ball, then you know you don't have to get it. His a lot. snap count is still low. I've heard Mo Alley Cox name about nine hundred times today. Mm-hmm. He's not good at football. You you get that right? I mean, I, I'm sure he's nice to your fantasy football team every once in a while. He's not good at football. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I look at what what Indianapolis is missing. Both of these teams are killed. When I got the injury report on this, it was over a page long between two teams. Mm-hmm. No Justin Simmons, no Randy Gregory. Denver I want to take Indianapolis so bad I can't stand it. This is going to be Seattle of last week. I talked myself into not doing it, and I'm very angry that I did. Right. Denver Broncos win tonight. Who's the star? one of the receivers i would lean to Cortland sutton but that makes me think it would be jerry judy i think it's Cortland. i think it's Cortland sutton if denver wins this game and wins it convincingly there will be a wide receiver that has a very good game mm-hmm. if you look at over the course of the year jerry judy hasn't been particularly good Cortland sutton has Jeremy's picks on the game tonight will be coming up at the end of the four o'clock hour because he's hanging on to that last segment of the program for the I'm mad. He's been he's been cooking on one certain story. I'm I'm particularly agitated and I have to get it out. And uh, that'll be coming up here in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. But let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. A New England Patriots fan is suing his team and says that they cost him a great amount of money. Now, this is not like, hey, I bet on you guys and you blew the game, and so I'm suing you because I lost all this money and you should have played better. I have seen those stories in the past, and those don't typically tend to go well. 
This fan might have a case, though, because he had an artifact, an NFL artifact, that was worth a lot of money. And apparently the New England Patriots were the ones that screwed it up and made it lose all of its value. So this guy had a flag from the 2001 season, American flag, that hung in Fo- at Foxborough Stadium back in 2001 when the Miami Dolphins visited the Patriots. That was the season where Brady took over as the starter in New England. And a few years later, the guy had the flag, met Tom, and had Tom sign the flag. So this is the American flag that hung in your stadium, 2001, very special year for the American flag, right? After September 11th and all of that, and it was signed by, of course, the greatest of all time. Well, he reached out first to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to say, do y'all have interest in putting the flag on display? And they said that they would, but they wanted to wait to put it on display until after Brady and Belichick had both retired. I guess they just don't want to highlight guys who are who are, who are still in the league active right now. Um, well, they didn't want it. So then he reached out to the Patriots to see if they had interest. And they said, yeah, sure, we'll put, we'll put it on display. Well, they put it on display, but the problem was that they didn't put it in a safe environment. They put it in a frame, and the frame didn't guard it against the light uh if you're if you're watching this on youtube you can obviously see there's a lot of helmets and things like that in here there are protective cases that will keep the light the light in here is not a problem Mm -hmm. but if you have really harsh light in a room it will erode the signature over time Mm -hmm. so you have to protect those things there was a significant gap in the glass which allowed unfiltered light and heat into the into the case and it faded the signature of Tom Brady. So now instead of looking like Tom Brady signed it, which I mean it was scribbled in the first place, but you could tell it was Tom Brady's signature. Now it looks like a it actually looks like Bill signed it and it says I'm Bill. Cuz you can only make out a little bit of the signature. But of course after the signature fades, now you can't prove that Tom Brady signed it and it was supposedly worth a million dollars. You know somebody would have paid that for it. Just like the Aaron Judge 60-second home run ball. Somebody's going to pay that money. Throw it in a wood chipper. Throw it in a wood chipper. (laughs) So now he is suing the New England Patriots to get his money out of this deal. We don't have an official number. I'm wondering if this is if he's suing for like a million dollars plus like pain and suffering. He's suing for one million dollars. Oh, okay. That was the, the the number that I saw. Well, the the story that I read said it cost it you know it cost him over a million dollars because that was what it was valued at. But it doesn't really say what the number in the lawsuit is. I'm guessing it's a million dollars and probably a little extra for pain and suffering because that's how these things tend to go. You shoot higher and then you hope to settle for less. I want one billion dollars. I'll settle for eighty four. This is very easily fixed, though. Just get him to sign it again. Just get him to sign it again. Just get Tom Brady to sign it again, like right beside where he signed it before. 
Uh, and I want Bill to be the one that calls and asks. Uh, Tom, need you to uh, do me a favor. Nah, he couldn't even call him to say goodbye. That's why I would want to make him do it. That's the stipulation in the lawsuit? No doubt. Bill, has, Bill to has to be the one that calls, and you have to let me be on the third phone in the three-way call so I can hear it. Nice. If you are like me and are a wagering individual, at some point you have had someone that did not want to pay up. That's happening in the NFL right now. Apparently a very wagered-on game between NFL players was Tennessee-Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, we already saw a friendly wager between Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons, which enlisted Kyle Pitts to have to wear checker print overalls. He wasn't actually as upset about the fact that they were checker print as if they were overalls. Go to his Twitter. It's hilarious. He was so mad that he had to put on overalls under with clothes under it. But that's not the reason I'm telling the story. Okay, I'm telling the story because of another set of teammates, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, who played at Tennessee, mm -hmm. and his new friend, safety Marcus May. Used to be a Jet, and this story surprises me so little. Apparently, they put $1,000 on this game. Marcus May still hadn't paid it. Of course not. So he went to the media and said, how about we throw a little heat on Mr. May? Time for that check to come my way. Uh, and at the end of that, he also followed up with, he's taking all action on LSU Tennessee. If you're wagering the LSU side of that, I need you to give me a 500-word essay of why. <laughs> a team that cannot play dead in a Western offensively going up against one of the best offensive teams in the country. All right. But Marcus May, come on. All right. You made the bet. Time to pay up. Too many legal bills. He can't... Uh... This is he where can't, uh, he can't seem to come up with the foul. Th this is where uh, somebody like me, you make a wager like that with me, you'll be looking at dark corners around alleys. Like, hmm, I wonder if that big bearded lumberjack is around here somewhere. <laughs> Look, Alvin's been in enough trouble lately. I don't feel like he needs more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he probably shouldn't be throwing punches. Yeah, no. Hasn't gone well for him. Nope. Has not at all. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 week five in the NFL. Who needs a dub? We'll talk about it up next. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. 
the sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Welcome back into the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville. We are the sportsocracy. Seen everywhere on YouTube at thesportsocracy.com. Who needs a dub worst in the NFL? Week five, you obviously have several teams that haven't started off the year as they would hoped to have. Colts and the Broncos tonight, I mean, I would say both these teams need the win. And sadly enough, I don't think that's the game where you have two teams playing each other where I will feel so drastically different about the loser. Okay. It's the Chargers and the Browns. I will genuinely say, whoever loses that game, your season is over. Your season is over five weeks into the season. Really? Look at what they have coming up. The Chargers in the next six weeks Mm -hmm. have to play at the 49ers, the Chiefs, at the Raiders, the Dolphins. Yeah, they get a three-week stretch with the Broncos, Seahawks, and Falcons. Mm Mm-hmm. That Seahawks game is not as it's not as pretty as it looks. But the Chargers are in a division where everybody is tough. Even Denver, that's completely listless, is not a fun team to play against. Right. They're not it's not like they're getting blown out. And conversely, you look at the Browns, you have to survive until Deshaun Watson comes back. Mm-hmm. And it could go off the rails in a hurry. This is a home game. Theirs is even worse. Because yeah, they get New England next week. In Cleveland. Mm-hmm. After that, it's at the Ravens, Bengals, at the Dolphins, at the Bills, Bucks. That is the rest of their schedule until Deshaun Watson comes back. <laughs> which is which is awful. You lose this game, you could be three and eight with Deshaun Watson coming back, and there's nothing left to play for. Mm-hmm. Already comes back. It's not like you're going to go undefeated. It'll take a, a minute for him to reacclimate, and even then, best mm-hmm. you can do is go nine and eight. Yeah. Which in the AFC might be good enough for the last wild card. It could be. But then you have absolutely no room for error. And it's, oh yeah. And it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they could run the table going down. I mean, you got to get up for Cincinnati and Baltimore, but the rest of the games on that schedule should be, should be wins. Because he comes back for the Texans and you got the Saints, Commanders, and the Steelers, other than the Cincinnati baltimore game so you could possibly do it but it's gonna be hard as we all know winning streaks are hard in the nfl i had the chargers circled as well as that they are a team that needs a win i hadn't thought about the cleveland side of that as much but you're right cleveland needed to come out of the the first i think it was the first six games of the season they needed to come out of this no worse than three and three. Mm-hmm. Really needed to be four and two to, to pretty much know Deshaun Watson was coming back to something. Right. Other than that, it gets hard, especially when you're a run first team, because you know the best player on this team is Nick Chubb. How hard are you going to grind him into the ground it, it, week after week when the losses start piling up? Mm-hmm. I I think I'm on the L, the other LA team. The L.A. Rams against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know it's I know offhand it sounds stupid. Like, of course the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. But are you so sure? Are you so sure about that? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so sure of that. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, that I'm offensive so sure line that. has not been able to protect him, uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, and I don't care. And Micah Parsons and Dexter Lawrence are going to be able to get after the quarterback and make Matt make mistakes. And who knows? They may they may end up dropping this one. And if they do, to me, that's you might as well just you might as well just give it up because San Francisco is going to win this division. Yeah, but you still make the playoffs. Uh, I yeah. can't honestly say any team in the NFC. Detroit Lions maybe solely because you are better than one and three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the seventh team in the NFC right now, who do you feel wonderful about? The Rams are going to make the playoffs regardless, even if they lose this game, which to me w- would require a, a level of sorcery that I, I can't actually wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Oh God, if the Cowboys somehow managed to win this, I don't want to come to work on Monday. Right. Because I'll just be inundated with, how about them Cowboys? Yeah. You're too low on them Cowboys. Four and one. <laughs> We're on our way. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. The, Ram, the, the Rams poo in their pants against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, rest of the season could be, I mean, you're going you're, you're, you're gonna to be forever chasing that one game. But even then, I look at their scheduling. All right, you still got a game with the Panthers, Cardinals, the Saints, Seahawks, the Raiders, who I think you're better than. Even if you lose this, I, I'm i not going to jump off the ledge. Plus, I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back at some point. I, I know he started his little tour around America, and Von Miller thinks he's coming to Buffalo. My first question is, why? Why on earth would you go to Buffalo? To win a Super Bowl. A- and be what, the fourth receiver? No, he'd be there three. So you have three guys that none of them play well out of the slot. That's a great idea. Not coming to Buffalo. To me, it's two horse right to see the Green Bay or, or, or the Rams. Okay. And I have no problem either way. I just feel like he's more needed. Can't believe I'm saying this. He's more needed with the Rams than he is with the Packers. Okay. I feel better about Romeo Dubs right now than I do about Allen Robinson. Another one of those lines that I never thought I would say this year, but here we are. Season has not started out well. Uh, New Orleans Saints against the Seattle Seahawks. That's a game you can't lose. I, I And this is going to be a semantic difference. I'm not so sure that's a you need the win as much as you absolutely cannot take this loss. And I know that those two things technically mean the same thing, but mm-hmm. they don't. They don't. You lose to the Seattle Seahawks. You lose to the Seattle Seahawks, your season's over. Yeah. And you don't have a first-round pick. That's what I'm goes saying. goes to Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. And then there's nothing you can do. I, I'm And look, I, I like New Orleans. I, I, I don't like to overreact. I'm not so sure how you're supposed to fix this. And all right, so you beat Seattle. Next three weeks, you go Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, mm-hmm. Ravens. I even left one out. You're going to walk out of that at best, at best at three and five. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I care. I mean, yeah, for the draft pick, I don't want to give up a pick in the top five. You're going to give up a pick in the top 15 regardless. I mean, it's not like it's it's lottery protected like we're in the NBA. Yeah, but does it not go both ways, as you just said with the L.A. Rams? I mean, you you, got to win every game you can. You can still make the playoffs. Uh, There's no shot to make the playoffs. I mean, look, I hate to admit that I was wrong this early. There's no shot to make the playoffs. 
you play too many good offenses that can score on your defense and you can't keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they're going to be better with Alvin Kamara. At some point, you had to figure out how to use him. But I mean, that's not a playoff team. I don't think anybody's watched the Saints and gone, oh, yeah, we're, we're making the playoffs. I have no fear. Dennis Allen will figure this out. I mean, trust me, I want it to be the case, but I just don't have it. You got to keep hope alive, and the only way to do that is to win this week. Because you lose to the Seattle Seahawks and just be done. There you go. Coach fired. They're not going to fire Dennis Allen five games in. I should. He may not make it out of the first season. We talked about that yesterday, or day before yesterday. Right. And that, I mean, that's a team that obviously does need the win. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I had me- mentally written them off to such a point that I didn't give that one as many flowers as I should have. It's not a given. Uh, that's that's the only thing I looked at is it's not a given that they're going to win that game. I mean, for whatever hoodoo magic is going on with Seattle, Geno Smith looks good. Six highest rated quarterback in the NFL. I know. There are actually people that are saying in the quarter polls are what we do as as analysts in this league. There are people that are saying Geno Smith should get MVP votes four weeks into the season. Stop that. First of all, I've never wanted anything more. All those years that we said Russell Wilson's never even gotten a vote for MVP, and then Geno Smith does. <laughs> Please, I don't ask for much. Right. That would be hilarious. And then there was one more that I had circled in red pen. Okay. Bengals and the Ravens. Think about how differently you're going to think of the winner of that game. And they have mirror image schedules. Mm-hmm. You got some very easy, winnable games, and then there's just mercilessly daunting stretches. Whoever comes out of that three and two is the most likely team in that division to make the playoffs. I would agree with that. And if I was a Cleveland Brown, I would be praying it was the Ravens. I want the Ravens to win this game because I'm not sure how you fix their problems. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are currently winning games. They've beaten two, I think, two good teams in a row. One very good team, one that's improving. And the line play has not actually gotten all that much better. If they figure out that line, they're going to be terrifying. Baltimore, I mean, it's not like Marlon Humphrey's not out there. It's not like Marcus Peters is not out there. It's not like Marcus Williams is not out there. Mm -hmm. I think Baltimore's problems are more unfixable than Cincinnati's are I still think both are good teams it's just you're gonna have to win one very specific way mm-hmm. in Baltimore mm-hmm. so who needs it more in Cincinnati Baltimore yeah Baltimore Baltimore you fall to two and three and there were as many people like you that were on them to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. it's gonna get loud especially if you lose in some way that you can be second guessed if John Harbaugh loses this game and please don't let it go this way, that he could have kicked a field goal. Cincinnati goes down and beats them. It's going to get loud. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's a national television game makes it even worse. So I will say it's Baltimore, but I do think it will get loud no matter who loses. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll do the same thing with college teams coming up in the next hour of the program. And there's some of those that you better get a win. Jimbo. Ah. Ah. Gotta have it, buddy. Gotta have it. 
The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Ahoy, matey! At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety, from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingles Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And you can see us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel so you can get in on the chat. You can do super chats as well, just like our good friend Gage Camplin. Gage says, fellas, curious to know what your top five defenses are. So top five defenses in the NFL. To me, San Francisco's won by a lot. I would agree. I mean, San Francisco is the one team in the NFL that I look at and go, it feels like you're playing with 14 players the vast majority of the time. Uh, the others in my top five, Buffalo's going to be up there real high. Mm-hmm. Those are, And that's a kind of a lame answer because they are the two best statistical defenses in the league by quite a bit. Others I would put up there. Philadelphia's up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to go no homer here. Don't don't even try to put your Jets in the top hey, five. I'm not saying they're in the top five. I'm just saying they're worth talking about. All right? Played a pretty daunting schedule. Mm-hmm. Reigning Super Bowl champions. Lamar, or reigning Super Bowl runner-ups. Lamar Jackson still in top ten in total defense. That just doesn't happen to my Jets very often. Let me have my moment. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I don't think I'm there. I it's don't. the best corner tandem in the league. Sure. Argue with me. I'll wait. Sure. Uh, you know, it, PFF says uh, says they're the top ranked. I haven't yeah, even looked. Okay. I don't care. Uh, pass rush win rate. Uh, I know there's no team in the league that has five guys as high as the Jets do. Nice. So, if you want me to defend my hypothesis, I will. Uh, Green Bay, they don't get the credit. Uh, Green Bay at this point has become a, a kind of a ground and pound team with a really good point man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I had to say another one, Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia just has so many pieces. 
And I'm not even sure they've figured it out yet. They may get better as time goes on. Nicobe Dean. I will never understand why he's not playing more snaps than he is. Uh, I know. I mean, Denver's up there, statistically speaking, but they've played such a god-awful schedule. I'm not sure we can definitively say they're one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, there was a lot of comments about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you want to say it or do you want me to? They played the Giants. You played the Bucks, whose offense is not good and eviscerated you, by the way. Right. The Giants and the Commanders. I'm sorry that I'm not overly impressed, but they have the best defensive player in the league. Mm-hmm. And and here's my here would be my my argument to anybody that says Dallas. If Micah Parsons got abducted by aliens tomorrow, never want to forecast injuries, don't even want to insinuate it. If he decided he wanted to wax surfboards or whatever the reason may be that he was not on that field, tell me why they wouldn't be one of the 10 worst defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. They have a great player. I don't think it's a great defense. Yeah. They also have a great play caller that can mitigate a lot of these things right. and steer into the skid. You never want to steer into the skid with a weight problem. And PhD weight loss can help you correct yourself on the road to a healthy life. PhD has helped me lose over 90 pounds. It is absolutely mind-blowing that I've had this kind of success because I've been on so many programs before that never gave me results like this. I find that this program is terribly convenient. They are uh, they they are willing to help me through any problem that I might have. The health coaches are fantastic, and the results well they speak for themselves. This time a year ago, I was headed in a very bad trajectory. I was closing in on the heaviest I have ever weighed in my life. I've spent most of my adult life being rather athletic but I'd gotten very lazy in my food choices. Now, nine months after being on the PhD weight loss program, I am back down to my high school weight. I'm wearing clothes that I should have gotten rid of long ago, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD weight loss. If your weight loss uh, you know, problem, you, can't, you just can't do it, you've never found a program that works for you, I highly encourage you to get in touch with Dr. Ashley Lucas and the team of health coaches over at PhD. They will help you through, like I said, any problem, and they will give you amazing results. 90 pounds down now, and I'm still going. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Go to myphdweightloss.com. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back in to the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are seen everywhere on YouTube. All you got to do is go to the Sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel as well so you can get all those uh, live alerts when we are here in the Ingles studio. Uh, and you'll never miss an episode of Tar Heel Time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, joining us as he does every Thursday afternoon. And Tar Heel football back in full effect after that beatdown of the Virginia Tech Hokies last week, Jones. 
Yeah, Tank, you know, I, I thought it was a really impressive performance from Carolina. Uh, I thought it was probably the Tar Heels' most complete game of the season. Um, we we certainly seen that offense be good, uh, not every second of every game, but pretty consistently uh, here through the first five games of the season. So that wasn't necessarily a surprise, although they did it against uh, what has statistically been a very good defensive team in Virginia Tech. But really, the, the, the big step forward, of course, was on the defensive side. And for the Tar Heels to hold anybody, and, and you know, Virginia Tech is not the most explosive offense the Heels are going to see this year, but for them to hold uh, a team to 273 yards and 10 points and 99 yards rushing, and Carolina had a turnover that it turned into points uh, a play or two afterwards, you know, that was all really, uh, from the Carolina perspective, great to see. And uh, now I think the question is, can they carry over some of that defensive momentum? I, I do think confidence is a big part of playing defense. And so can they get a little bit of confidence from that really quality performance and uh, see if they can carry it over to, to a, a better offensive team that they'll see this weekend in Miami. But all in all, a terrific win for Carolina. A uh, great way to start conference play. And uh, they jump back into it this weekend against the Canes. 41 to 10 was the final score last weekend against Virginia Tech. You heard it right here on ESPN Asheville, as you do every Tar Heel football and basketball game throughout the season. We'll talk more about uh, basketball coming up in just a little bit, but uh, focusing uh, on the gridiron, of course, it was another fantastic performance from Drake May, and he had five total touchdowns in the game last week. It's like this. you know, the, the, the legend continues to grow. I mean, you had Reese Davis on uh, College Game Day talking about how Drake May is the ACC's best quarterback and saw another headline this week that Drake has now shown up in the top 10 of the Heisman uh, odds. It, it It's just it's taken on a life of its own. Well, and, and I think his performance has warranted those kind of discussions. I, I mean, I think... If you voted right now, and obviously not even halfway through the season, Carolina will reach its halfway mark of the regular season with this game against Miami. But I think if you voted right now, Drake may probably be the first team All-ACC quarterback. I think he'd be freshman of the year in, in the league. I think he'd be in consideration for national honors, both as an All-America and, and a national freshman of the year type of player. I think he's certainly a freshman All-America. Um, his numbers have warranted that kind of discussion. You know, he, he leads the league in total offense. He's number two in the nation in that category. He leads the league in passing yards. I believe he's third in the country in that. Leads the league and the nation in passing touchdowns. He, he has more touchdowns combined with 19 passing and three rushing than anybody else in the country. His completion percentage is top 20 in the nation. His efficiency is top 10 in the nation. I mean, Tank, it's it's any measure that you want, and his team's four and one, so uh, he's done a really nice job, uh, an incredible job, really, uh, to this point of the year. Now, it's going to get harder. You know, you're starting to see teams now that see you every single season, so they know things that the Tar Heels like to do. Uh, it's just going to be a higher quality of competition week in and week out in conference play. Um, but Drake May has stepped up to every challenge that has been presented thus far. And I think the really exciting part is, from the Carolina perspective, is 
you know that you have a chance to win every single game with Drake May at the quarterback spot. He, he's that type of player, and it's that type of offense that you have a chance to win. And you have a chance to score almost every time you snap the ball. And uh, that, that's an exciting feeling when you're, when you're watching a football team, and it's an exciting feeling for the Tar Heels themselves that they know they have that kind of personnel that can do that. Five games into the season. We got the Duke Blue Devils and the North Carolina Tar Heels atop the Coastal Division. This this division is just absolute chaos from what we thought that this was going to be coming into the season. I mean, a lot of people had Pittsburgh up at the top. Miami, obviously, who the Tar Heels have this weekend. It's going to be a very tough game. And Jeremy and I had today have been talking about teams that need a win. And I don't see any way Miami can't be or, 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 or isn't on that list, at the top of the list, of a team that yeah. needs a win this week because they've already started out 2-2. Two and two. This will be their opener in the ACC. And there's already talk of this is a disaster season in the first year of Mario Cristobal. Well, you know, let me start first of all with the Coastal. You know, I think it's still very early, and the Tarheels have done what they wanted to do, and that's won the only conference game they've played so far, so that's good. Um, but it's still very early. Uh, Pitt's a very good team. I, I was surprised to see them lose at home to Georgia Tech last week, although Georgia Tech making a coaching change. A lot of times you'll see that team have a one-week bump where they really play well that next game. Um, and I think that probably had something to do with what happened with Pitt. You know, Miami has not been as consistent as they would like to this point, but they haven't played a conference game yet. So that they're certainly not out of the, the race, you know, at a zero and zero record. So they'll, they'll get that started this weekend. Um, but to your point, I think Miami has been very inconsistent. Uh, they certainly took care of business against Bethune Cookman in the opening week beat Southern Miss after a slow start in week two, lost by one score on the road at Texas A&M, which a lot of people would do, um, and then kind of similar to Notre Dame, ha- had a letdown and saw a team that didn't have as big a name uh, be able to grab them and, and beat them. And, you know, I watched that game yesterday, I think, and it, Miami just was not very interested in playing that game at the beginning. And, you know, they had had that tight matchup with A&M the week before, and I think they saw, you know, Middle Tennessee State and at home and just figured, ah, we can go out there and roll the ball out there and and make it happen. And then all of a sudden they turned it over three times in the first seven snaps, and that's, you know, you get yourself in a bit of a hole. And as we have seen this year, those smaller teams, and I don't mean that in any negative way other than just, their size, their conference, those type of things, those teams are better than ever before because it is easier to get a quarterback because of the transfer portal, and so you're likely to have somebody who maybe was second string at a big school but who would be better than what you could normally get at a Middle Tennessee, just for example. And this extra COVID year, we've talked about this this year, is allowing those smaller schools, they are the ones who traditionally are keeping their guys for that fifth, sixth, or seventh year. And so when you have that maturity plus a good quarterback, you can compete. 
And, and so I think you saw that with Middle Tennessee. We've seen it all throughout the country. That leads to me saying that I think Miami got caught thinking that, you know, they had just played tight with A&M, that they could go out there and make this happen. You should not believe that Miami is not talented. They are incredibly talented, as they always are. They have athletes. They have speed. They have physicality. They are a very talented football team that I think will be angry that they played that way, frustrated and embarrassed that they played that way, and they've had to sit on it for two weeks. And so if you're a Tar Heel fan and you think you're going to get the team that lost to Middle Tennessee State that was down multiple scores early in that game, I just think you're mistaken. You're going to see the best version of this Miami team possible, and the best version of this Miami team is a very, very good football team. You talk about the Miami needing a win as a team, but Tyler Van Dyke – I mean, he had all kinds of, you know, big uh, NFL draft hype coming into the season. He got pulled in the uh, Middle Tennessee State game, and the the guy that came in for him, uh, Jake Garcia, he didn't he didn't do all that well either when he came in. But Tyler Van Dyke, they're still sticking with him as the starting quarterback. It hasn't been good. He's got like a forty one point three QBR so far this year, not playing well. That guy is is probably feeling more pressure than anybody to have a great game. So the question becomes, what can the Tar Heel defense do to keep to to try to make sure that he continues to have a bad start to the season? Sure, you know I think first, you know Tyler Van Dyke certainly has all the measurables. I mean he's six four, he's two twenty five, he's got a strong arm. Um, and he had success last year when he took over, in fact, in the Tar Heel, the game against the Tar Heels last year for Miami. They, they really had a successful second half of the season with him at the quarterback spot. So he, he can play quarterback. That, that's not a question. I, I do think when you make a coaching change, sometimes you forget that it doesn't automatically work. And, you know, Miami spent a lot of money on their coaching staff. You know, Mario Cristobal, Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, was the Broyles Award winner last year uh, as the OC at, at Michigan. The Broyles Award goes to the top assistant in college football. You have Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator, is a big name that most people in college football recognize. Been a head coach, been at big schools. Shoot, they have Charlie Strong as their linebackers coach, essentially. So that they have some really good coaches, but they haven't necessarily been together that long. And so to just assume that you can show up with your Broyles award and that it's going to work automatically, I I don't think is accurate. So I do think there's been a little bit of a learning curve for Tyler Van Dyke, new system, new coaches, that uh, the bye week again came at a great time for them to self-evaluate and say, look, Uh, You know, maybe this worked in the past with other teams, but it's not working here. Or maybe this guy isn't as comfortable doing this as he would be doing this. And so I think Miami is in a good spot to recover from some of that inconsistency. Now, what can Carolina do is some of the same things you can do every game and that you would hope Carolina can do uh, building off of what it did against Virginia Tech. And that is stop the run. That is, get pressure on the quarterback. They didn't have a ton of sacks. I think it was just two against Virginia Tech, but they were in the backfield. They they were challenging throws. 
They were making it difficult to have a clean pocket. They were making the Virginia Tech quarterback, Grant Wells, throw on the run. You know, those are all things that are going to affect just about every quarterback, whether you're Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, or if you're somebody at the college level. And so for the Tar Heels, regardless of what Tyler Van Dyke has done earlier this season, they know he can play. And so I think for them, it's a much bigger question of, can they build off of what they did last week? And I think that would be huge, not for just this game tank, but for Carolina's possibilities for the rest of the year. Oh, you'll hear that game coming up on ESPN Asheville this weekend. we got the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Miami Hurricanes and the kickoff of that game is at 4 o'clock, so we'll have uh, coverage of that beginning here on ESPN Asheville at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Tomorrow night, Jones, it all gets going. Uh, well, I guess this is the official tip-off of the basketball season. You know, This used to be known as late night with Roy. Obviously, Roy's not there anymore. Hubert Davis, the head coach of the, uh, of the team. And uh, now the men's and women's basketball teams will be uh, in – engaged in live action with Carolina basketball is what they're calling this uh now it's coming up tomorrow night it was delayed from last week obviously because of uh the hurricane issues what can we expect from uh this new this new era yeah I think for the event itself it's a great opportunity to see uh see both the teams you know and coach Williams always had you know, there was some skits and dancing and stuff. Coach Davis has elected to move away from that, at least for the guys. Um, and so you'll see a lot of basketball. There's going to be some skills competitions. There'll be a scrimmage uh, between uh, the men's team will split up and have a scrimmage. And so it's a great opportunity to get a chance to see the team. Um, of course, a pretty familiar team. It's a veteran group with some new pieces that will be key. You know, Pete Nance, the transfer from Northwestern, a couple of freshmen that will have an opportunity to play. Um, but it is, uh, it, this is going to be, Tank, a, a highly anticipated year. Um, Carolina will likely be number one or number two in those preseason polls, and deservedly so. And just from watching, I haven't seen a ton of practice, but I've seen a couple sessions, and uh, this is a really good team. Yeah, they're, they're older. They know who they are. Um, they are in year two with Coach Davis, so uh, that, that transition is over. I think there's a lot more, uh, a better comfort level there. Uh, and not that it was ever not comfortable, but just you know, getting used to something new. Um, and it, it's just a team that has all the pieces that, that you would want to get into that tournament as a high seed. And, and then, as we know, anything can happen at that point. So for Carolina, I think it's important to understand the Tar Heels aren't going to win the national championship in November or December. Um, they, they need the, – the goal should be remain healthy, win the ACC regular season, get a number one seed, and play in Greensboro because that's where the NCAA tournament, uh, the closest region to Carolina as far as the, the first couple of rounds, is in Greensboro, and, and that is an advantage. Um, we've seen it historically through the years. And so um, for Carolina, that should be the goal. Get better, stay healthy, compete in the league at a high level, and try to get that number one seed. Um, they'll be tested plenty. They have a very difficult non-conference schedule. They go to Indiana, 
who's a very good team. They play Michigan at a neutral site. They, they play in that uh, event in Portland that has some terrific teams, including potential matchups with Villanova and Michigan State. Um, they are going to be tested as they move through the pre-conference season, and then we know how good the ACC is. So um, this is a team that is capable of uh, doing some really, really good things, but you can't do them right now. You, you've got to pace yourself and be ready to go um, as you move through this year. It is a long journey in a college basketball season, and uh, coming up tomorrow night, that live-action event is just the first step of that journey. And it'll be one month to the day from the uh, tip-off of the regular season as uh, the Tar Heels will take on UNC Wilmington on Monday, November the 7th. And, of course, Tar Heel basketball heard with Jones Angel and company uh, right here on ESPN Asheville all season long all right jones we will uh we will hear from you on saturday uh here on espn Asheville with the miami game touch base with you again next week sounds good tank looking forward to it you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 the sportsocracy you two are just dumber than a bag of hammers Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And so SMU played last night. Some of them did. Some of them. Not all of the SMU players played last night. There are, what, four SMU players that decided earlier this week that they, they're done. They're going to sit out the rest of the season. And they plan, apparently to enter the transfer portal as soon as possible, which can't happen until after the season is over. So for the moment, they're just sitting back doing nothing. And this is what I tried to tell you. And now you've, I'm sure somebody will wonder, well, a lot of players are doing this. Why does this matter? Because this is the first time that it got the gamblers. Because this is four high-level contributors. Three Mm -hmm. of the four were very high-level contributors. Mm -hmm. That just, boop, they're gone. Many of us, included, had laid wagers on SMU because SMU at full strength is better than Central Florida. And now you have been gotten. And this may be the event that spurs the change. Because these two things cannot live together. All right, as long as we're in an NIL world, you're going to have to understand something. You don't get to do this. You don't get to just drop out. Because what happens when these guys are, uh, when you have a player that is getting a check Mm -hmm. from some business in Dallas? Dallas is a very large metropolitan area, and SMU has some very sizable boosters. I don't know what the status on these guys was. I have no idea. But if you want to know, I've always thought the stupidest excuse that people had for freedom of movement, you were one of these that threw this Mm -hmm. at me constantly. Mm -hmm. Well, the coaches can leave any time they wanted to. The coaches spent 20 years making $15,000 a year as a video tech. Uh, If you want the players to hang around for 10 years, now we can talk about your freedom of movement. Because now the movement has become the wild, wild west. Oh, I don't. we started two and two, so you know what, I'm done. There's no element of team whatsoever. No. It's how much money can I get for me? Mm-hmm. And there were 
a slew of us, like me, that tried to tell you this is how this was going to go. You can want all you want to. You take out one very carnal part of the world. People looking out for their own self-interests. And now that's what you have. Because players don't have to sit out. You don't have to do anything. You can just bandy about as the wind blows. Mm -hmm. There are a slew of players that are on their fourth school in four years. Zachary Evans of Ole Miss. Yep. Committed to two more and has actually been on campus. This is third school. Mm -hmm. There's no blowback. There's no buyout. There's no nothing. And I'm going to tell you, I've asked around, what is the what is the solution to this? It's a buyout. It's a buyout. That's what's coming. You have to buy out your NIL yep. deal? You have to buy out your scholarship. I put you oh. on scholarship. You want to move, that's fine. You can move anytime you want to. Mm-hmm. You have to buy it out. Wow. You'll get one. One for free. Because now it's being completely abused. Mm-hmm. There is, a, I would argue, there is no job in America, in sports, that is worse right now than the bottom power five coach or the high-level group of five. Mm-hmm. Because all you are is a farm system. Yep. Alabama this weekend, do you notice they just randomly – it's just another running back that fell out of the sky. You know where he came from? Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Because Georgia Tech now is a feeder system to Alabama because I can go there and make more money. I can go there and get into the league. That's all well and good. For every Jameer Gibbs, there are a slew of these players just like the ones at SMU. The Yes, they'd be the greatest player at SMU. And they'll go to Alabama and be the seventh receiver on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. And at some point, these schools are going to figure this out. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm connected reasonably well at several schools here in the Southeast. They're pretty over it. From everything I've been told, they're very over this. Mm-hmm. We now have no authority whatsoever. We have to baby some of these players because we know if we so much as cross them, they're out of town. Yep. And there's nothing we can do about it. Nope. They've cashed the checks. We have absolutely no recourse. And you may think that's fair. To me, that's asinine. Well, the coaches can move anytime they want to. You're right. With very sizable buyouts. Mm-hmm. That, yes, are paid by the next institution. That's fine. School gets paid. What does SMU get? Spent all, all this time recruiting these kids. Spent all this time doing all these things. You, Sonny Dykes leaves and takes the, the TCU job. These guys hang around to see how it will go. They start two and two and, nah, I quit. Bye. Nothing I can do. I'm out of here talking to the Nick Sabans of the world and the Kirby Smarts because they want me. Nothing I can do. I can't even put my name in the in the transfer portal yet. I'm telling you the change is coming. Yeah. And the change is going to be aggressive. But the change has to come from somewhere. And where does the change come from? Does it come from the NCAA? Does it come from the individual schools? I have no faith in the NCAA whatsoever. None. But as soon as the as soon as the players and these these action groups and things like that made this legal, if you remember, I told you you're battling against somebody that you do not understand what you have just done here. Mm-hmm. You have set a precedence that this will be settled in court. These universities have better lawyers than you do. By a lot. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting hemorrhaged in deals like this. Getting just demolished. You spend all this time, money, and effort in recruiting a guy, and he can just bandy about as the wind blows. There's no buyout for him. That's all. That was always the difference, and I can't believe I'm having to explain this to people. Coaches get bought out of their deals. 
That doesn't happen to players. Right. That's not how this works. There is a huge difference here. And you're about to see it. Yep. And as soon as I as soon as I witnessed what happened last night, I went, yep, that'll be the that'll be the one that nobody talks about that was the impetus for the change. And then I started hearing college basketball coaches and football coaches talking about this today. And I went, Yep, you lit the fire. Yep. You lit the fuse, and now the fuse is burning down, and you're not gonna like how this ends. The school has no recourse whatsoever. And the and what these guys did was four games in why is that important because the ncaa now stipulates that you can play four games in a season and quit or drop out of school or whatever and you remain you you maintain that year of eligibility and the 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 intent of that rule was good of you get a guy that gets hurt and now as opposed to having to file for a medical redshirt and going through all these things no, we'll just give you the we'll give you the the red shirt year. You only played a handful of games. It doesn't matter. What it was never meant to be is to give you a dip your toe into the water and see how good my team is. Mm-hmm. That's never what this was intended to be. But much like everything, you have to look at everything from every angle. What you intended a rule to mean is not how it's going to end up. And the NCAA seems to learn this lesson two or three times a year. All right, let's get weird on the weird scale. There's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And let's go down to Seguin, Texas. Hope I'm saying that right. S-E-G-U-I-N. Well, the uh, the Seguin power grid went down for a second time in recent in in recent days and the reason that it went down was because well there was uh they have a suspect they have a suspect in custody apparently the Seguin police department put out a uh, facebook notice that they have apprehended a very unique suspect in the case half the city went dark earlier this week when the power system shut down again and they posted the mugshot, quote unquote, of the of the uh, suspect. Is it a squirrel on their Facebook page? It's not a squirrel. Uh, the alleged perpetrator of the outage is described as a black and white male, approximately two feet nine inches, thirty five pounds. He was wearing a mask. It's a raccoon. It's a raccoon. Ricky, I, I was I was in the, the the varmint category. They have named him Ricky Raccoon, age three, has been placed into custody according to the uh, Facebook post from the Seguin Police Department, um, and they they have not divulged whether or not he had any accomplices in the act, and they do not know yet if there was a motive for the crimes. This is now the second time that a raccoon has apparently gotten into the power grid and shut things down in Seguin. And they are hoping at this point, because there's nothing that can be done, apparently. I mean, I would think traps or something. Like, do, do, do we need do we need giant traps all around the uh, outside of the power grid or I'm something? I'm telling you, y'all trust these varmints way more than you should. Squirrels, raccoons, they're in codes with the birds. There's no doubt. They're, they're all the, it's all the government. Seguin PD says that the uh, investigation is still ongoing and that the city is currently working to make sure that 
the furry bandits do not strike again. Uh, my story is a little bit more nefarious than yours. Mine also comes from Texas, though. Austin, Texas. Vista Ridge High School have golf team that yeah. has a deal with Avery Ranch Golf Club. That's their home course. So apparently on October the 3rd, which was Monday, mm -hmm. they showed up and have a little practice. It's, you know, this is our day. We practice on Mondays. Well, when they got there, they, they discovered that they were not alone on the golf course because members of the Yellow Rose Cabaret, which is an adult entertainment club <laughs> in Austin, Texas, had apparently reserved the golf course for their X-rated uh, golf tournament. Oh, had they now? And all of the children's got to see all the things that they weren't supposed to see. Nice. I had just a slew of questions here. First of all, what is an X-rated golf tournament? I played a lot of golf in my life. Never, never in a tournament like this. They're doing topless tournaments. Uh, so there were some scantily clad individuals that uh, apparently work at the Yellow Rose. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, delivering the beers and they were at all the, the tea boxes. And obviously this was a bit of a problem. The district put out a a a, a statement Unfortunately, our golfers did witness some lewd behavior. The coach immediately canceled practice and had all players contact their parents to come pick them up. Put a pin in that. Can't. So, how did that call go? Uh, Dave, Dave, I need you to, to come pick up uh, your kid. There's, they're, they're doing stuff here on the golf course. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. They didn't tell us about it. Barely, they've had a 20-year positive working relationship, and this was just a scheduling error. The school has had a 20-year mm -hmm. relationship with the course. Uh, yes, not okay. with not with the the Yellow Rose. That that would no, be no, very no. Odd. I, I thought you were talking about the, stri the 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 strip club or the cabaret I, club. I'm sure they've had quite a long working relationship as well. Possibly, if you're if you're <laughs> having a tournament like this on your golf course, you've had a pretty long working relationship. Dual memberships, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, maybe this is my own naivety. I did not know that adult entertainment venues had golf tournaments. That's. A, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Uh -huh. You need to raise some money. And I mean, I, I can rem I can remember when the the one down the street from the radio station, the one that used to be there, that's now the Axe Club. Uh, I remember when they did like car washes, and th those were fun. You uh, you didn't tell your wife you got your car washed at one of those, did you? Uh, I was younger than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, 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 I was going to say, knowing I, you the way I know you, we, if your car showed up clean, there would be questions. We tried to hide in the back seat while while somebody, you know, somebody's parents drove through. Or somebody's dad, actually. I mean, obviously, mom wasn't in on that decision. Indeed. It was, we tried. Indeed. Didn't work, but. We tried. Uh, it's uh, uh, David Banks said, you guys would love it here in Austin. As somebody that has been to Austin many times, I can verify you are correct. I hear it's much like Asheville. <clears throat> I, I'm i going to leave that alone, and I'm going to move on. It's pronounced Seguin? 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 Okay. Seguin, Texas. Thank you for the uh, pronunciation. Always appreciate the help. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a big fan of Texas. Big fan of Texas. Leave that. 
leave that there and hope that no questions follow. Is that because things are bigger there? Is that we should move on? <laughs> you got to remember, I uh, I traveled for a living for uh-huh. quite some time. Yes, Texas is a hub for many businesses. We got college football coming up on Saturday night. Uh, are there is there a game tonight? Are we? Uh, is there anything worth no, watching tonight? There is actually no college game tonight. Really? Nope. Okay, they so. wanted you to be fully locked in on Broncos Colts. <laughs> We got college football though coming up. Uh, it's a great week if if your wife is not super into or, or husband, depending on, is not super into football. You know what? I'm gonna bypass Thursday night football. I want you. I, let's go have a nice we'll dinner. Spend some time together. Hundred percent. I want to really put in the time. Maybe nice bottle of cab. Maybe have a nice dinner. Just maybe keep the sports pages away from them tomorrow. <laughs> Because then they'll know the Colts. It, the Colts lost to the Denver Broncos last night, five to two. That's not a football score. It is with the Colts and the Broncos. Yep, yep. Uh, college football this weekend. Who needs a W? Much like we did with the NFL in the first hour. We'll talk about what college team has to get a win this weekend. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The sportsocracy. Take all this, burn it, okay? Gasoline, kerosene, either one. Burn it. It's ESPN Asheville. Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green here in the sportsocracy. Check us out at thesportsocracy.com, at the sportsocracy on all the social medias as well. Don't forget to get in on the battle for the belt. Our fantasy football competition week in and week out DFS competition. The link is in the description of each and every YouTube video that we post. You can also find it on all of our social medias. College football this weekend. Who's got to have a win? As I mentioned with uh, Jones Angel during Tar Heel time at the top of the hour, Miami has to be at the top of this list. I would think so. If Miami falls to Carolina... Yikes. I mean, look, 
it, it's just a bad look because Cristobal came in within with all the hype and all the bluster, and you lose to Carolina. You still have games with Florida State, Clemson, and Pitt and Duke, frankly, mm-hmm. that are all better than you. I don't think anybody expected Miami to be back in a year as a as a national contender. I also don't think anybody expected them to be fighting to be bowl eligible. No. And if you lose to Carolina, that's very much on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember, they didn't blow out Southern Miss. People seem to forget that because that score got away. That was close into the half. And I'm just looking at this going, I don't know how in the world you think you're going to stop Drake May in Carolina. Now, they're not going to stop you either. True. Uh, over. I don't even know what the number is, and I don't care. I think over. You go, I think you should go over on every Carolina game this year. That's a given. I'm I'm legitimately curious how high that number is. I'm going to look it up while you uh, – because to me there's another ACC team that actually needs – I'm not going to say I've tapped out on Miami – but there's another team in the ACC that if you lose this weekend, things could go on a precipitous slide. Is it Pittsburgh? It's NC State. NC State. Okay. I think a lot of us expected you to to either lose close or win close against Clemson. So the mm-hmm. loss is not shocking. Mm-hmm. Now, you lose to Florida State. That's Now we have a problem because this game's at home. There is no reason for you to allow Florida State to come in and beat you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, who do I always defer to in situations like this? Vegas. There's a lot of smart money on Florida State. I, now, don't ask me why, because I have absolutely no idea. It's because they expect you to run the ball or I, control the clock? I, I got nothing. I don't know. As Florida State's defense is awful. Mm-hmm. Other than Jared Verse. He a dog. I do love that now my Seminoles get to have one defensive player a year. Everything else, ah, you know, it's uh, doing stuff. There aren't too many people that are shocked to see NC State lose against Clemson. But, yeah, I mean, you lose this one. I don't see a whole lot of other games you're going to lose on on the rest of the schedule. Well, if you lose Florida State, that Syracuse game will be much more daunting. Is Syracuse good, though, or are they just beating the crap out of bad teams? I I can't really answer that. I can tell you they run the ball really well. And if you lose to Florida State, that's going to be your problem. I mean, Jordan Travis is not going to come out and throw for 400 yards on you. Right. I mean, Sean Tucker is a hell of a running back. But who have have they beaten? I mean, they beat Purdue. Purdue's the best win that they got. I disagree with none of that. Who is NC State beating? It's a good point. You struggle mightily with East Carolina. Who uh, look, we're we're big fans of the fighting Mike Houston's around here, right? But it, your other big win is Texas Tech. Woo! I'm just saying, you lose to Florida State, and now that dream season that you were expecting—that's done. Well, that's all over. Shocker of shockers, a North Carolina football team not living up Let to expectations I, I mean come on every time there's been high hopes for north carolina or nc state it doesn't come to fruition now this is not an answer of who needs a win mm-hmm. this is an answer of who can't get demolished texas right. a&m cannot go to alabama and get beat by 50 if and i'm telling you if they do the talk on jimbo fisher is going to get real loud it's already bubbling under the surface. 
As it should be. Tried to tell you. Tried to tell you. As somebody that rode this roller coaster, I can tell you, it's, it broke a lot. But he won a national championship. No, Jameis Winston won a national championship. That's one reason that I've never been able to just harp on Jameis to the level that I probably should. You can't go to Alabama and get housed. I'm telling you, every word I've heard out of Nick Saban has been, this is like a water ride at an amusement park. Oh, yeah. You will get wet. You may get soaked. Uh, Texas A&M, you will get beat. You may get eviscerated. What does Nick Saban take to heart worse than anything? Losses. He lost to this team last year. And now all of the talk about, oh, Texas A&M, best recruiting class in the the history of college football. Oh, you recruit well? Watch this. And, And that's the thing, is that Jimbo's recruited well since he got here. The problem is, look at the discrepancy in talent. This is the one place where you can really see talent for talent. You should be every bit as good as they are. Maybe a little difference because they have out recruited you to a point, but mm-hmm. not by much. You should not get housed in this game. Your your offensive struggles notwithstanding. But they're gonna. They're going to. <laughs> but they're gonna. Do you know what the line in that game is? I would guess it's Alabama minus 14 and a half. Oh, you're 10 too low. It's minus 24. 24? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Georgia is only catching six more than that at home against Auburn. Nice. That might be uh, that game might be the bangers tomorrow. Auburn plus the 30. I don't really love your Georgia Bulldogs giving 30 to anybody. <laughs> Auburn plus the 30. I could see it. I could see Yeah, Texas A&M, they cannot get blown out. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got to have a win. You ain't getting it this week. week. That's going to be unfortunate. Quinn Ewers comes in and just goes, this might be the only time I get to play you, and I'm going to make it very memorable. Look, I'm never never on board with um, turning up the heat, so to speak, on a head coach five games into a season. But if they come in and get blown out against Texas, which – they probably will. Mm-hmm. I mean, after you saw TCU beat the crap out of them, what do you think Quinn Ewers is going to do coming back from the injury and all of that? And, and people are undervaluing. Quinn Ewers is a very self-aware kid. Mm-hmm. He knows this might be his only shot to ever play in this game. He's going to make you remember him. Oh, yeah. And so far through the first uh, two games of conference play, which OU is uh, now 0-2, they've been outscored 58-96. to by TCU and Kansas State. 98-56. You said it back. Whatever. I hate, hate when people do that. Well, it's, it's their the bigger score number first. always goes first. Their score first. Yeah, that's a baseball thing. Bigger number always goes first in football. Whatever. You, you prefaced it without scored. No, I promise you nobody went, well, how did they get, they get outscored. The number came first. Yeah, that was the other one. <laughs> they knew what I meant. Yeah, just do it right. OU has scored 58. Their opponents have scored 96. Mm-hmm. They have been outscored by nearly 40 points in uh-huh. their first two conference games. And it's going to continue against, because the defense is god-awful. Yeah, against lesser teams. That's the problem. Are they lesser, though? See, that this is what's so funny to me. It's supposed to this be. is why Oklahoma was such a comical case to me, and I beat this drum so aggressively. They're not lesser. Oklahoma 
got gutted by Lincoln Riley. But but they brought in Dylan Gabriel, who was really good in Central Florida. Yeah, he's not a good quarterback. I, I hate to break that to you. He's not. Did you notice that every quarterback that played at Central Florida was somehow good? Mackenzie Milton went to Florida State. I understand there was an injury. I get it. He was still healthy. He couldn't get on the field. He beat out Dylan Gabriel. Why am I supposed to think he's so good? There's nothing on the defense. Nothing. They have one player with a draftable grade. One. They're not lesser. Oklahoma is what they are. They are going to get housed by Texas. Texas may score 70 points in this game. But it's a rivalry. They always play close. Uh, Yeah, that's when the talent is equal. And it is not. And it is not even close. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, we've got Thursday night football tonight. Colts and the Broncos. We'll have green on green. And Jeremy's picks in the night coming up next. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Ahoy, matey! At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety. From your local catch to flavors from around the world. Wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingles Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Thursday night football, and this one is good old-fashioned eye broccoli. Uh-huh. Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. Over-under is 42. Broncos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think this one's all that hard. I mean, look, I've said it all show. When the public goes all one way, you should go the other. I, I can't find a way that it happens. It's Broncos minus three and a half. They're going to win this game. I think they're going to win it reasonably comfortably. I'm going under the 42. And then is sneaky little, little prop bet over three and a half catches for Naheem Hines. There's almost no way that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Look how bad the receiving core is. Naheem Hines is not going to run between the tackles. That's just not how this is going to go. And so what happens? They get behind. They start dropping it off. Naheem Hines becomes the guy. Win, lose, or draw, he's going over that. So I'm going Broncos minus three and a half, under the 42, Naheem Hines, over three and a half receptions. 
And you can take those wagers to BetUs.com, use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put into your account, up to $2,500. Colts, Broncos, Thursday night football, it's going to be gross. Day- Bye, Broccoli. The Daily Draft. Coming up after the Sports Center update, Jeremy and I drafting possible rookies of the year in the NFL. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And we are here live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard live or on demand everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go. You can also see us, our lovely faces, on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can also join the House of Reprehensibles for the low, low price of $2.99 a month just $2.99 and this Sunday uh, our fantasy football show will go off the same way that it always does uh, so we'll be at armchair and I'll be live at 8.30 because this is a London week and then Tank will join us right around kickoff because mm-hmm. he's got fragile sensibilities that's right. that's right I gotta get my beauty sleep oh there's only I mean if we're betting over unders on who's gonna have more than four and a half domestic lights on Saturday night I think I would win that but of know, course warrior dog uh, but after the stream, which usually ends sometimes around, sometime around 12, we will have a 15 to 20 minute members only get your questions in uh, session, which is a new thing that we'll be implementing this week. And that's just one of the perks of your House of Reprehensibles membership, including the uh, little beer mug that you get beside your name in the chat each and every day. Um, you know, plus we'll give you first dibs on uh, new merchandise and things like that. So and, you wanna... and we have some cool stuff coming. Yeah, we do. So you want to be in on that. I've already been asked, when? When can I get the I Hate Tom Brady t-shirt? Uh, that that one will probably be available earlier than all of them. <laughs> Jeremy's rushing that one to production. Uh, that one and, and my favorite one, which if you're a Run DMC fan, you'll you'll understand the analogy, I promise. So, of course, uh, subscribe to the channel. That'll get you into the chat each and every day. You got uh, something weighing on your mind, just put it in the chat, and uh, we'll find some room to get it in on the program here. Top of the third hour of the program, as always, we give you the Daily Draft. Jeremy and I pit our wits against each other, see who can come up with the best crop of draft picks. And today, we're doing Rookies of the Year in the NFL. I have the first pick. We're at the quarter pole. This is always a good time to to look around, see who's really hit on some draft picks. There are some under-the-radar guys. But this is if if we were laying our own dollars at mm-hmm. BetUs.com, who we would be putting that money on to win Rookie of the Year? Well, I don't see any reason why, at number one, I shouldn't go with the guy who's already gotten the Offensive Rookie of the Month award for the month of September and that would be New Orleans Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. He leads all rookies in receiving yards. He's got 335 receiving yards on the season. That is ninth in the NFL. I think he's been the surprise of the season. 
you didn't expect him to be the A number one guy in the New Orleans offense, but he is. And, and that's a formidable pick. He's been very good. I'm not sure that he's not a player I don't like better with Jameis Winston than I like with Andy Dalton. And that would be why he was not going to be my number one pick. I get it. He's been very good. Mm -hmm. But you just did something that makes very little sense to me, and I'm going to capitalize on it. Okay. There are a slew of guys that can win offensive rookie of the year. To me, through four weeks, the or the defensive rookie of the year is abundantly obvious, and it is Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker Devin Lloyd. That's a good pick. He has been a dog. Mm -hmm. And you got to understand, he didn't play much in the preseason, in the whole process, in camp. There were a couple injuries. We thought he would start slow. If he's going to be better than this, he will run away with his award. Mm -hmm. Plus 225 right now to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Nobody else is less than plus two or plus seven fifty. That's an overwhelming favorite four weeks into the season. Yes, it is. Also, part of the reason that defense has looked much better than we thought it would. They're so young, but they're so talented, and it's look. It could fall apart at any given time. I still think there's probably a week with Jacksonville where they get absolutely smoked, and you didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. But they're still way ahead of schedule. You know, and I would be remiss if, um, you know, a team that I have a definite oh, allegiance to. Of course, here it comes. They did quite a job of drafting players this year. And I would argue the receiver I'm going to take has a better quarterback situation, has a schedule that leans out, and I can't emphasize this enough, he a dog and his name is jets wide receiver garrett wilson oh garrett wilson that's not a bad pick i i did not anticipate him playing in the slot as much as he has i thought that would go to elijah moore and he would struggle if you give him a free release that kid's got feet that i don't know that i've ever seen a rookie that has feet that good off the line he is annihilating slot corners and I think there's a time coming where you have to look at this team and go, all right, the, our, our best player's going on him. He's so talented. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm notoriously hard on Jets offensive rookies because they break my heart borderline every single time. He's very good at the footballs. feel like I have my two favorites. I mean, I'm not going to say go ahead and lock that down as a win for me, but I feel right. pretty good about it. Devin Lloyd and Garrett Wilson, not not bad picks not bad picks i already got the offensive rookie of the month though so i feel like i feel like i'm doing pretty well uh at number two for me i'm going with uh damian pierce it's it's finally damian pierce time it's always been damian pierce time it just took lovey smith and the houston texans a couple weeks to figure a game out. to figure it out he is so good mm -hmm. two touchdowns in the last two weeks for him and against the Los Angeles Chargers, he had 131 yards rushing on 14 carries. He averaged 9.4 yards per carry in just that one game. I, I want you to think about what I'm going to say. He's averaging, averaging 5.2 yards a carry. Mm -hmm. No other player for the Houston Texans is above three other than Jeff Driscoll. 
He's a third-string quarterback. He's doing this with nothing from the quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's doing this with really nothing from the offensive line outside of Laramie Dunsell. He's just that good. I tried to tell you in the offseason, that's the cheat code. Now, towards the end, people started overdrafting him, but Damian Pierce is a cheat code. So talented. And, of course, Florida didn't know how to use him because that's what Florida does. Well, I mean, it's it's not the first time we've seen a guy not be the superstar on his own college team and then come into the NFL and spark. Um, thinking about Willie Parker here. I will just never forget that. Like That was a random... 20 year ago oh reference. yeah but but here's the thing like he came in and set the nfl on fire the year that the pittsburgh steelers went to the super bowl i didn't even know he went to carolina like he was the third string running back at carolina mm-hmm. and then ended up being really good in the nfl my next pick is gonna hurt your feelings no, 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 yes. no. Yes. No. It is the no. one, the only, the second best corner in the entire NFL. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I don't know if he's number two. He's but, not number two, <laughs> but he's been very good. But he is up there. Uh, PFF is absolutely wild about this kid. And they should be. He has been asked to do a lot, and he has not blinked. Has there been a bust in coverage? Sure. Not many. Mm-hmm. And that's playing against Jamar Chase and Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, and the Amari Cooper type, that's probably one that you don't necessarily want to look at. But you can see that this kid has got all the talent in the world. Incredibly long. Just, I, I love Sauce. Mm-hmm. And I'm so angry at you for doing that. Well, I mean, you know, you, you left me really no choice there. Because to me, he's the second choice for uh, for defensive rookie of the year uh it's funny you said that because bet us does not say it that way really no uh if you're looking at the the player props ahmad sauce gardner can currently be had at plus 2000 to win defensive rookie of the year that's worth a shekel what two. that means is that if you put 100 us dollars on it and we are correct two thousand dollar winnings let's go if i were a betting man I'd be intrigued by it. If that. I were a betting man, I would already have a slew of it. Which you are. Boink. And you do. I have just a, a slew of little white slips of paper that say Ahmad Sauce Gardner on them. Uh, I'm sure you have one for every jet. Funny you should mention that because I'm back up and, you know, we're five picks in. We've already drafted two jets. Why not just go ahead and get another one? Breeze off. I will say this name no less than 500 times over the rest of the year. Okay. Because here's the weird thing that's happened over the last few weeks. He's getting the passing down work now. And when I say the, I mean 80% of it. He is ridiculously good. And now that Zach Wilson is back, Mike LaFleur has made it very obvious that they're going to lean more on the running game. Brees Hall, as of right now, is the fourth most likely to win the offensive rookie of the year Mm -hmm. at plus 1400 behind Alave, drake london and well well, and there's actually more in there than i thought hey how about you put those in order that'd really help that'd be great just put them in uh, maybe numerical order a little order 
because there's another guy that's actually ahead of Brees Hall, and I really enjoy saying his name, and it's Romeo Doves. He's the one in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He is the one in Green Bay. Aaron trusts him. He is very dynamic, and he's only going to get better with time. Right now, he is plus 750 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. He could put up some dumb numbers. Mm-hmm. Especially if Green Bay's not as good defensively as we think they are. The question is, will he? Will he what? Will he be able to put up massive numbers? Or will there continue to be just this, I don't know, I, I mean, part of me wants to say it's gross. It looks gross. The, the offense for the Green Bay Packers just looks gross through the first couple of weeks of the season. I don't disagree with that, but through four weeks, he's on pace for 135 targets with Aaron Rodgers. That's a lot. He's already scored twice. I could see a path that he winds up with 10 touchdowns in his rookie year. That's probably going to win you offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's he's just a dog. Romeo Dubs is one of those players that I look at and go, this is why I should work in a front office at some point in my life, because I will never figure out how he list, lasted until the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Amonra St. Brown, another one. How'd you take 16 receivers ahead of him? What'd you see there? Going to need you to explain that. Uh, speaking of dogs, I'm up next with my pick here of the Rookie of the Year candidates in the Daily Draft. And I got a dog coming. I know he's not, he he may not be sexy. He may not even be a name that most people even know. Oh, I know exactly who this is. But there is no other rookie, aside from Devin Lloyd probably, that will strike fear into the hearts of his opponents. The number 44 for the Detroit Lions. It is Malcolm Rodriguez. Yeah, I knew you were going to do this. Name me a time that anybody has ever won a defensive blank of the year on the worst defense in the league. You can't. You can't. But, I mean, you got to at least look at this kid. He was what, like a sixth-round draft pick? Yes, because he's short. Out of Oklahoma State. And all of a sudden, he comes in. If you watch the hard Hard knocks, knocks, if you watch that series – you saw number 44 was getting called out all the time by the coaches of y'all need to play like this guy. Look at 44. Watch 44 on this play. He's come in and in regular season action, he is uh, at the near the top of the league in tackles. He obviously has far and away more than anybody else on the Detroit Lions right now. Well, I mean, other nobody than the else, end zone. Yeah, I no, mean, if the end zone got true. tackles, then it would be leading the the Detroit Lions. In tackles right now. Nobody else knows how to tackle on that team. But nobody stops offensive players against the Detroit Lions like the end zone. According to PFF, Malcolm Rodriguez is ranked as the thirty first best linebacker in the NFL. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but think when about you're it. You're on a team that bad; exactly. it's virtually impossible to be any higher than exactly. That. I mean this this team is god awful, and Malcolm Rodriguez, him, and Aiden Hutchinson, they could be the building blocks for something special there. Yeah, Aiden a- Aiden has not been particularly good. You take away that Washington Commanders game, and it's been a very forgettable first quarter of his NFL career. Hey, three sacks through the first uh, four weeks of the season. He's still got time. Mm-hmm. Granted, all of them came in the same game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and my final pick, uh, you got to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Strike London. Another guy that I was just drunk in love on. Yeah. And still am. And you should be. The only thing that bothers me about Atlanta is how little they're throwing the ball. I mean, it's not Justin Fields bad. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota will break a uh, 100 passing attempts this week. Justin Fields might do it by, I don't know, Halloween. That's probably a safe assumption. Right. The only thing is, Mariota's thrown 98 passes. 32 of them have gone to Drake London. He's getting almost a 33% target share. As we knew he would. On a team with Kyle Pitts. As we knew he would. Of course, we thought Kyle would get more. But he's only at 22, which is that I don't think anybody expected. So he should be Kyle Pitts at 50, and then Drake London at 33, and then sprinkle the And then everybody else has like, uh. Yeah. Uh, target. Exactly. Maybe stop throwing the guys not named Drake London or Kyle Pitts because they shouldn't be in the NFL. Drake London rounds out uh, my team here for rookies of the year. All right. I, I feel like I've already beaten you. So, you oh, I mean, I do that every day. I meant beat you, not think that I have. So, I feel like I have a bit of a luxury here and I can do something that might be a little stupid. Okay. I'm going to. We know what position tends to win offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm, a wide receiver. A quarterback. Don't do it. I'm going to do it. Don't do I'm it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking the new starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers one, Mr. Kenneth Pickett. All right. There's a win for me. Congratulations, me. I think I had already beaten yep, you, da, so da, it didn't da, really matter. That's a win because that's stupid. Kenny Pickett, there's no shot. All right. Take the journey with me. Okay. Let's. We've seen Pittsburgh be just horror awful. Yes, they've been terrible offensively. Yes. Let's say he comes in and gets George Pickens involved in garbage time because they're getting killed, and throws up a stat line that looks really good. And then you have Alave, London, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson that all snipe votes from each other. Everybody, well, there's only one quarterback that I can vote for. you got to vote for the quarterback because that's what wins this every single year. And then Kenny Pickett has the grossest rookie of the year win ever where he didn't get as many first-place votes as four other guys. <laughs> I did the math. It's possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. No, that's the thing. You know, when I, when I beat you in a five-person draft with four mm-hmm. picks, mm-hmm. I can do dumb things. Yeah. I can do dumb things. Way to take the L right on the chin there, Jamie. Nah, it's all right. Good job. I think I did okay. Good job. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com 
or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, we are back in the Sportsocracy, fresh off of Jeremy's L in the Daily Draft. Ah, yeah, Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, into the uh, program. If you are just joining us, yes, uh, Jeremy has taken it on the chin in the Daily Draft for trying to suggest that Kenny Pickett has any shot of winning Rookie of the Year this year. Well, Vegas tends to agree with me because yeah. he's the second most likely player to win Rookie of the Year actively. Yeah, you know who else was number two in the Rookie of the Year last year all throughout the season? Mac Jones. And how how close did he come? He finished second. Uh, yeah, by like a billion votes yeah, shy of Justin Jeff or um, Jamar Chase. I got news for you. There's not a receiver in this class that's going to put up Jamar Chase numbers. No. No, but I don't. And they're think, all good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you got to put up Ju- uh, or uh, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson type numbers to beat Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and watch him come in and win games for Pittsburgh, and everybody lose their mind and go, "Oh, he's the quarterback of the future." You said a game wrong. Just saying. Just saying. Ain't nothing you've seen out of that team that makes you believe they're going to win more than two or three games the rest of this season. Uh, nothing. It was and and that was it. called a flyer because yeah. I think we had both already taken the winners. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyhow, um, speaking of speaking of winners, there there are some more teams that need wins in college football this weekend, and there's a slew of them that are going to be involved in the bangers tomorrow. Uh, one of them just fired their head coach, and maybe you get the bounce back. I did hear. Uh, I I heard Jones Angel mention the fired coach bounce back. With yeah, Georgia Tech. It happened with Georgia Tech last week as they beat Pittsburgh, and that was the uh, that was the out of left field win of last week. But it doesn't always happen. It Wisconsin, often does. Wisconsin can they do it this week? They play Northwestern, so it wasn't like they were tasked with beating a team at the top of their conference. No, Northwestern, who is is coming off a week where they unveiled their new. $800 million football facility that houses 32,000 fans. Oink. <laughs> but Wisconsin firing Paul Christ, I did not see that coming. I, I had been hearing that was a thing. Uh, he has not recruited well. No. And did they you re- knew. Do you realize he didn't even have a recruiting department? No. You knew that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it came out when he got fired. Yeah. Of no this is not how this is supposed to go like paul he, christ was always a guy that kind of stuck struck me as he thought he was smarter than he was mm-hmm. and when you have one of the most valuable assistants in all of college football on your staff that makes you quite oh what's that word is looking uh expendable and that's what they expendable him and jimmy leonard 
pride of the New York Jets. Let's go, former Jet, getting his chance. And he will be the future coach there, and he will be real, real, real good. Oh, you think he gets the interim oh, tag no removed? Doubt. No doubt. That's why they did it in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Because they knew if we let this fester and we wait till the end of the year, somebody will come in and hire him away from us. Okay. And Jim Leonard will be there until the end of time. Well, hopefully he understands how important a recruiting uh, process is. Everything I've been told, I, I think he does. I got a lot of Jet fan friends that really like Jim Leonard. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get blown out by Illinois is bad especially bad. when you're coached by your uh, n- not formerly fat head coach brett bielema right he, he's on that ben mcadoo diet i think brett bielema gains about 14 pounds a week to the seafood diet he's on the ex- he's on the exact same the opposite journey that you and i are on with phd weight loss that's right you need to lose a lot of weight get with phd weight loss myphdweightloss.com is the website that helped me lose over 90 pounds and I've never felt better. I mean, obviously, it goes to goes to Shay. Uh, you lose ninety pounds, you're gonna feel better than you did. But it's amazing to me how much uh, how how much how much more inspired I am to live out the rest of my days as a healthier guy rather than just you know throwing caution to the wind and eating everything in sight like I used to. And PhD is not just for people that have to lose a copious amount of weight. I didn't have a ton of weight to lose. I just had to change the way I thought about food. I had always been athletic in most of my adult years. I had just gotten really lazy. Fast food was easier. PhD taught me all of the the tips and plan and strategy to eat healthier, get healthier. And now just nine months on the plan, I'm back to my high school weight, and it's all thanks to the plan and program of PhD Weight Loss. And the health coaches there can help you find that thing. Like rather than falling back on food as your security blanket, they'll help you find something else. Something healthier to put you down the path of a healthier life. Go to myphdweightloss.com today. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. And I highly suggest the program to everyone, whether it be Ben McAdoo. Brett Bielema. Or Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema's looking a little hypertensive. Or, you know, and that's with a good Illinois team. Um. Firing Paul Christ was kind of out of left field for me. But now that we're seeing all of the stories about the recruiting and his little halftime speech at the Illinois game, did you hear about that? Like he gathered everybody around and was like, this is when we draw the line in the sand. And then you got spanked 34 to 10. Congratulations. 68 yards of offense in the second half. The days of Paul Christ are done. That that old school football coach, that's done. Yep. Uh, That dies with Nick Saban. Weird. Look at who wins now. Dabo Sweeney. He wins. Kirby Smart wins. They're, I'm not going to say they're Johnny Raw Raw guys, but they're kind of Johnny Raw Raw guys. Mm-hmm. Not my personal, not exactly what I want, but that's where it's at. That is where it's at. That's what you got to do to connect with uh, connect with today's recruits in this NIL uh, transfer happy world. I mean, and this is the way it's going to go. This is the reason that there's quietly a bidding war happening for Deion Sanders as we speak. Do you not find it odd that we've had five coaches fired through five weeks of the college football season? Everybody's Week going after six Deion. starts tomorrow. No, they're going after the few guys that really can change a program. Look at USC. 
USC went from the dumpster fire of Clay Hilton to Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're going to be in the playoff just exactly like I told you they would be. Oh, yeah, they play this weekend, too. It's time to get weird here on ESPN Asheville. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Nope. Okay, well, uh, you know, this you threw one job. you threw a curveball at me this week and, you know, one job, it's, it's, three buttons. All right, fine. It's the right fine. button in the fine. right time. How about, how about this one? Hey, most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Don't screw up the uh intros there, Tank. What's what's wrong with you? 400 buttons on my side, three on his. Oh, Just throw stop that out that. there. Stop that. Uh it is uh time for the most important message of the day and it is don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Well, um, look, Daryl Brooks did crimes. It's, it's well known what Daryl Brooks's crimes were. He was the guy that drove an SUV into a parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin last November and killed six people. Obviously, crimes don't do crimes. But if you do crimes probably a good idea not to do further crimes when you go to court because the trial started three days ago he's been kicked out of court every single day exactly he is just making a complete mockery of the entire process here to where judge jennifer doro she can't control him like she's tried to help him at every stage like he showed up first day of court in the orange jumpsuit from the jail and she said would you like to go put on a suit? Because once we start this whole process and the jury comes in and everything, it's going to go better for you if you're actually in a suit. It'll help you plead your case better. He goes, nah, I'm good. Everybody knows I'm in jail, so what? what's the point of wearing a suit? She goes, oh, okay. Um, hey, uh, counselors, uh, you want to plead his case? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm firing all myself. of them. I'm firing all of my representation. I am going to uh I, I I'm going to represent myself. And the judge said, you know, you really shouldn't do that. There's a pretty good staff on the other side of uh, the you know the prosecution, and you're not gonna be able to do this on your own. You should probably not do that. I don't care. I don't care. And every turn over the last three days, he has done something to get kicked out of court. Either he will not abide by the dress code like he's stripped his shirt off mm -hmm. and the annoying thing is that since he is representing himself he has to be present for the proceeding yes so they had to put him in an adjoining room with a closed circuit television where they have to mute his microphone right because he won't stop talking uh there was one point in the proceedings where the judge was uh talking to him and said uh, do you realize that you're facing 77 charges and he goes no i don't understand do you understand you're facing criminal charges? No. No, I don't. Like, he's just playing he's, dumb. He's playing for an insanity defense, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because she has already said he is fully competent to stand trial. He's an intelligent man. He's just doing this to cause problems in court. This is not the first time that this little song and dance has happened. And it's really irritating that there's no way to go, okay, just take him out. Right. We can do this without you. We don't need you here. Right. She was reading the jury instructions. He had already been kicked out of the room at this point and put on mute. So he had a little paper that he put up in front of the, the screen that just said objection to 
to the instructions to the jury? Yeah, this is one of those times, you know, I understand due process. Uh, let's just, uh, we, we, we can stop this. We can Guilty. stop this. Uh, guilty. A Florida woman has been charged with murder after stabbing her sister to death. Oh. Her name is Fatiha Marzin. She's a 21-year-old. She was having a long-distance relationship with a boyfriend of five years. Apparently, the boyfriend had flirted with her 20-year-old sister, whose name is Sama Marzin, and had gotten to the point that he told her that he loved her. Well, apparently, she found out. She found out sometime in the beginning of September, which led her to order a knife set off of Amazon and hide it in the closet that the two shared until she got her opportunity. Wow. That happened on September 26th, and she stabbed her sister in the heart four times, then called 911 to tell them what she had done, and sat on the curb and waited for the for the police to come and arrest her. Wow. No person's worth that. No. Nobody. Nobody. Don't do crimes. Who cares? If, if if your long distance boyfriend, who by the way she had never met, that was buried. Oh no, that was buried at the bottom of the story. If maybe they show interest in somebody else, maybe just move on. A lot of fish in the sea. A lot of fish in the sea. Don't do crimes. Yikes! Especially your sister. That's insanity. That's that. There you go. Insanity plea right there. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Nope. Premeditation with the ordering of the yeah, knives on when, Amazon. When you wait yeah. three weeks, that yeah, kind of says, ah, you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> wow. Man. This world just keeps us chock full of uh, content. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Well, more football up next. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. The Sportsocracy. Hey, I go to church, just not during televised sporting events. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of skipping out on the church services this weekend as we've got another international game in the NFL. Heathen! Ah, you know, that's, that's always a great excuse for me. 
I still, from There's years ago, on. I get that yelled at me at least once every six months. What? You once said that when the Bucks played on uh, Sunday. Yeah. You said you were not going to church. Oh, absolutely. To which I called you heathen. Yeah. Then you said your father wasn't going either, and I went, heathen senior! <laughs> I still get that yelled at me about once heathen every six senior. months. Nice. Hey, it is, you know, it's uh, the, the NFL has officially taken over Sundays. Well, for some people. Stephen Tell said church is online now, too. No excuse. Good point. Very true. Very true. Uh, anyway, we got the international game coming up on Sunday morning, which means that the Fantasy Game Time Decision Show will be taking air at 8.30 on Sunday morning. You can catch us on the YouTubes. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link now, subscribe to the channel so you get the alert when it goes live at 8.30 on Sunday morning. For the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers. Don't even kind of care. Ugh. That is it's, one game that I look at and go, if that doesn't hit the under, I may never gamble again for the rest of my life. There's no doubt. It's in London, which pushes historically pushes numbers down by about eight points. Mm-hmm. And you have the Giants, who we don't actively know who their quarterback is going to be. Could be Daniel Jones. Could be Jake Fromm. Do they Uh, still have Jake Fromm? uh, They worked him out this week. I don't know if they added anybody or not. No. Just no. Add anybody at this point. Not Jake from State Fromm. They did sign Landon Collins, though. Yeah, that is. That's a good that's good. I think that's gonna be that's that's gonna be a fine little addition to the uh, Wink Martindale defense. There, he's not a bad player. No. Bad news out of Texas A and M, by the way. Did you see Antonio this? Antonio Johnson has a broken bone in his hand. Um, not Antonio Johnson. Oh, Max, Max Johnson. Oh, I didn't read the story. I just saw Johnson. Max Johnson has oh, a broken no. bone in his hand and will more than likely miss the rest of the season, which means they got to go back to, to Dark Haynes Helmet. King. Haynes King, who came in, uh, obviously he was dog water for the first few games of the season until Jimbo Fisher finally realized, oh, wait, that uh, Brad Johnson's kid. Yeah, he He's, can play. He actually can throw. He can actually throw, and he was you know, not horrible. I mean, he was getting harassed all, the entire game last week. Oh, but he was 18-25, threw for over 200 yards, threw a touchdown. He did get sacked four times, but that's better than Haynes King because Haynes came in and went 6-13 of 13 for 49 yards and two picks. Yikes. This week, they get Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That's right. And so, that whole thing about Texas A&M needs to not just just not get Roll blown out. Roll over and out. die? Uh, sorry. Sorry about your luck, Texas A&M. This is going to be even worse than you thought. Can we be really honest that Texas a and is probably going to end this year at 5-7? and seven? Really? With no Max Johnson. All right, you play Alabama this week. Yeah. Next week, well, you get a week off, which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to need that to want to put that uniform back on. You play at South Carolina. That's a win. Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, UMass. There's a win. And LSU. They may go four and eight. They could. They could go four and eight. They very well could. Not I think gonna... five and seven is probably more likely. But I, I don't see any wins on the schedule. Right. 
when when we first came up with the idea of what teams need a win in college football this week, and I didn't even put Texas A&M on my list because there's no chance no. that they're going to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. A year after you beat them. After the offseason where your, your coach incited Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awful. They may be, they may hang seventy on them, just to prove a point, mm-hmm. just to show because that's that something can. Nick Saban does. Yeah, absolutely. So Texas A and M T's and P's, yikes! <laughs> uh, prayers for your season because it is over. You remember that thing I said about you know maybe take your spouse out to a lovely dinner, uh, maybe do that during the Alabama game be better for your psyche another sec team that uh, needs a win this week florida florida takes on missouri and i get it's missouri but hey hey they should have beaten your george that is the team that uh gave the bulldogs fits last week and florida has not looked good i mean they lost to kentucky they lost to tennessee there's no shame in losing those games but you can't lose but you can't you can't even let this be close no yeah, I mean, you can't even let this be close, uh, especially an, another team. You look at what they have for the rest of the year, it gets pretty daunting because you have trips to Athens to mm-hmm. take on the Bulldogs. Well, I mean, it's neutral field. Oh, it's yeah, they the play Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Game. Oh, yeah, that's the game that you're not allowed to call the name that we called it for 5,000 years. World's greatest talk- cocktail party. And you have to travel to Florida State, mm-hmm. which uh, as a Florida State fan, I'll go ahead and tell you, we've been chomping at the bit, no pun intended. Florida's got to win this game. Yeah, I, I, as a Florida State booster, I will tell you, the the clubs around the country, they're only talking about two games. They know where this team's at. They know they're going to get smoked by NC State this week. They know they're going to get smoked by Clemson next week. We want to s- just destroy Miami and do the same to Florida. Mm-hmm. You got a great chance to do both. Agreed. Arkansas. That's another one. Arkansas was my number two. Arkansas is at mississippi state this weekend and it's a nine and a half point dog are they really they are a nine and a half point dog i'll look i know will rogers has been real good he has he's been fantastic this is one of those games and and it's funny nobody bought into arkansas last year nobody yeah now you've lost a neutral field game against texas a&m that you should have won your kicker doinks it off the top of the upright you you outplayed texas a&m no doubt you got demolished by Alabama, and now I feel like everybody's jumped off Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, well, they're not good anymore. I'm not as convinced of that. That's not the case. It's not the case. This is still a good team. It's still a good defense. And they need to go in and beat Mississippi State this weekend because they got BYU coming up next weekend or their next game. I didn't look at the dates, so there might have been a bye week in there somewhere. They're one and two nope, in a conference. It's next week. Okay, so and next week. And it's at week, BYU, too. Yeah. And that's a completely different team at home. And you still got LSU and Ole Miss on your schedule. Those two are at home, though. Yeah. Outside of Alabama, Arkansas does not lose at home very often. Under Sam Pittman. I get it. But do you not think, I mean, especially that Ole Miss game. Do you not think Ole Miss comes in there and they'll be able to put it on them if Arkansas has a bad game? Ole Miss is very talented. I think we might be overrating the defense. They had a very good game, a very good week against Kentucky. I, I'm going to need to see that more than once before I really buy into it. Mm-hmm. Not going to learn much this week as they travel to Vanderbilt. Uh, and my last one that needs a win this week is Notre Dame. 
The fact they're a favorite in this game is mind-boggling to me. Well, it's because they're at home. They're not at home. It's in Las Vegas. Oh, it's in this Vegas. This is at Allegiant really? Stadium. This screams Notre Dame gets their hair washed by BYU. <laughs> well, they still get the bump because they're Notre Dame, and they're always going to. The Golden Domers are always going to get uh, a little bump. Oh, uh. I forgot to do that. That's number, very relevant. Number 16, BYU this week. Coming off the win over Carolina. They've had a week off. And let's see. Let, let, let's see what you can do with this. Because, I mean, you start out two and three. Two and three was still several ugly games on that schedule. Yeah, I think it's like UNLV started four and one. I know mm-hmm. it's UNLV. I'm well aware of that. You, you don't seem to get that Notre Dame can't score. You also have Syracuse, Clemson. USC. Mm-hmm. The three I just said are games that two of those you're gonna lose. You may get absolutely annihilated. Wouldn't it be something to see Notre Dame with all that hype and bluster and then ah oh sorry not even bowl eligible. I mean I feel like it happens every year. Not the fact that they're not bowl not eligible. Not to this level. Not to this level. But it it does happen every year. Of oh they're gonna be in the in the college football play. Are they though? Are they going to? No, they're not. Notre Dame's just not there anymore. And now, I mean, without Brian Kelly, it does not look good. Nope. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break. And when we come back, Jeremy's going to be mad. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Dirty, perky, shark, black, black. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Shark, black, flow through you. You know, there's a lot of things that ruffle my feathers, but nothing agitates me more than stupid. And we have an active investigation, their words, not mine, into what might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If you watch Monday Night Football, you saw some schmuck run on the field with a little canister of pink, pink, pink smoke coming out from behind me because I really want you to know about my cause. Do you even know what it was? 
No. No. You know why? Because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Go to your message board. Go somewhere else. When you take your opinion and you try to shove it somebody down somebody's throat, Bobby Wagner did exactly what many of us wanted to do, which is make you pay for it. The Santa Clara Police Department has reported that at 1.45 on Wednesday, a complainant came into the precinct and complained and filed an assault claim against someone on the field for during the Monday night football game. Let me get this straight. So you hopped a fence over security, which you're obviously not allowed to do. That's crimes, so crime A. You did so naked, clinical term. Why, I don't really know. I've never understood why protesters think, you you know what, me being nudie-patootie is enough to really make people pay attention to what I have to say, in spite of the fact it means they won't show you on camera. Stupid. And now, the fact that somebody who you ran on a field with your intentions not clear laid you out like a picnic spread, you actually think that's assault. We have a term on this show. It's FAFO. You FA'd. And you FO'd on you. There's no assault there. And if you don't get that, I can't help you. I'm mad. Unbelievable. The audacity it would take to walk into a place. Here's what irritates me. We have gotten into such a millennial, my opinion is valid and you have to listen to it state, that a cop actually looked at this person and didn't go, what are you, an idiot? (laughs) Because I'm telling you right now, that would have been my response. Oh, I would have. What are you, some kind of dumb? So what you're trying to say is, is that you trespassed on private property and then... You got hit by someone who's supposed to hit people on that very field. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, case dismissed. Uh, we will see you later. As quite a large gent uh, that has, you know, c- coming up, sometimes yeah, man's got to throw a hand. You run at me. That's FAing. 100%. Don't be shocked when you FO. And there's no shot. That Bobby Wagner sees anything from this. Well, I mean, look, it's California, so yeah. you don't don't just sweep this under the rug like, oh, well, nothing's gonna happen. I wouldn't think so. I am here because all he's got to do is go. I didn't know. I didn't know what he had in his hand. I, it could have been something that was putting everybody in danger, and I wanted to stop it. I am here as a loyal member of the constituency of the United States of America. I do not know who I am actually imploring to right now. I don't know if it's Joe Biden. I don't know if it's the Supreme Court. I ask for very little. But a constitutional amendment that says if you run on a football field, all bets are off. I'll vote for you. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. It could be just that. That's probably enough to get me to vote for you. Except in a few very obvious instances. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville got Thursday night football tonight. Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos. If you watch more than 10 minutes of it, you probably have a gambling problem. We will be back with you tomorrow. It'll be a football Friday. We'll have all your picks for the weekend.